This is DJ Mac, back again with the grin and something smooth to spin in your tape deck, CD players, iPods, and iPhones. You're now in tune with the Mac Show. And today's particular topic, um, you know, I'm going to just leave it very brief, very, you know, very short. But um, nonetheless, I felt like addressing it. Um, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so, you know, this, with this topic, um, I just want to encourage my people to keep going, to whatever you know is instilled within you you know as far as in righteousness you know to let your light shine your abilities the most high gave you gifts the most high gave you traits and, and skills and it's important that we utilize those skills to the best of our ability and so he's saying a person doesn't get a candle and just put it under the bed it doesn't put it you know under a bushel the light is meant to you know shed light for other people a candle you don't just light a candle in and put it in, in a drawer and then just let the light do what it does no the light is meant to light up the whole room and that's what the most high created us to do for us to shed light for those for everybody else in order for us to assist you know everybody else that's what your gifts and your abilities were created or instilled within you for and so you know i'm encouraging you to you know apply what christ is letting our people know saying let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father because the most high gave us gifts the most high gave us skills and with these skills you know others uh, are able to look at these abilities and glorify the most high because oh he's walking with the most high you know i want to you do what that person's doing so they we then our people are inclined to change their ways our people are inclined to change the way they behave and the way they function and realize that they have the light as well realize that it's within them to produce righteous works it's in them to produce righteous fruit as well and so you know, um, I just wanted to address these particular things. Um, I want to go to the book of um, the book of Ephesians, chapter four and verse two. Um, let's go there. It says. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called uh, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So now, it's important that we apply with us, saith the Lord. It's important that we change the way we function, change the way we, we behave, to change the way we think change the way we operate, that we remove doubt, that we remove fear, that we remove the negativity, you know, that's that's being pushed into this world. Um, you know, this world is is walking contrary to what thus said the Lord. This world is walking contrary to, you know, the scriptures. And, you know, it's important that we change and we begin to wake up. It's important that we change ourselves. We change the way we behave, change the way we operate, change the way we function. And we begin to come under the guidelines of the scriptures that we become and move 
with lowliness. Move with meekness. Move with long suffering. Forbearing one another. When it means forbearing one another, meaning we begin to look out for one another. That we have consideration and care for our people. That we have compassion for and love for our nation and for, you know, for our brothers and for our sisters. Um, because, you know, when I'm looking at the world, I'm just seeing um, just we're not our people are, are moving in a way that's just it's just a, a negative fashion. And I'm noticing ways in which we can improve. I'm noticing ways in which we can elevate out of our negative circumstance. And it's not being a part of the mindset of this world because this world is negative. This world is chaos. This world is anarchy. This world is foolishness. The world is just portraying gossip. The world is portraying um, murder, theft, um, you know, just perpetuating the negative cycle within our community. And applying with us, saith the Lord, that's how we come out of that mindset. That's how we come out of that negative circumstance. That's how we come out of, you know, the foolishness of this world. And so, you know, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. Actually, verse 22, it says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So it's important that we, you know, put on the new man, meaning that new man under righteousness, that new man under, you know, the guidelines of what thus saith the Lord, that new man um, that's that's holy. You know what I'm saying? The new man that's clean, that's set apart, that's sanctified under, you know, the most high in Christ. And so. You know, verse 31, it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So it's important that we get rid of the negativity because, you know, you see in the world and the music we listen to, the entertainment, the, the movies we watch, um, TV, t uh, TV shows, so on and so forth. All of these things is uh, is constantly perpetuating a negative cycle, the way we, it's portraying our people, the way it's portraying our brothers, the way it's portraying our sisters. Ways portraying our children. You see, um, I did this one thing um, just a few days ago because, you know, I was on the um, Internet and I seen something positive that, uh, um, you know, one of the a, a sister was saying in regards to black men. And, you know, it was refreshing to hear something like that, to hear something positive from our sisters. And, you know, I was just kind of think I just kind of did an experiment. I'm like, you know, that that, you know, being that it made me feel better. I'm like, you know, let me see if there's other uh, positive content on social media or, you know, through YouTube. So I did like a, a quick YouTube search, you know, black women um, saying positive things toward black men. And it's crazy, like, <laughs> because when I typed it in, everything negative popped up. Um, black men aren't this. Why black men can't do this? Why black men are, you know, susceptible to this? Why black men are... are you know, weak at this. I'm like, dang. <laughs> and so, you know, not saying that there's not positive material on YouTube, but what I'm noticing is that the negative is constantly being put into our face. The negative is constantly being circulated through our community. The negative is constantly being, you know, perpetuated within our community. And so, you know, I kind of felt some type of way about that. And, you know, scrolling down, you'll see the same thing um, in regards to black men toward black women. And so you'll see black women aren't this. Black women can't do this. And I'm just like, man, this is where we at as a community. This is where we at as a nation where we constantly pull each other down. All we could think about is the negatives. All we could think about is the the how to do each other wrong. 
all we could think about is what we all the only uh, all we could think about is the things that we've done wrong. But what about the positive things that we can do for each other, the positive things in which we can build up each other and, and, and pick each other back up? You know what I'm saying? What about those things? And so, you know, I just started thinking about all of that stuff and just looking at the direction in which the world is headed. And I'm like, you know, we got to change the way we think. We got to apply what the scriptures say, where it says that you put off verse 22 of chapter four of Ephesians says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, meaning we got to put off that corruption. We got to put off that negative mannerism, the way we think, the way we operate and the way we function. You know what I'm saying? In regards to my brothers, you know what I'm saying? Because the brothers is the leader of the nation. This is, a, you know, we got to address that. We got to change the way we think, the way we operate and where we function and we'll step into that position of leadership. We have to step into that position of, you know, um, true leadership under the guidelines of what thus saith the Lord. And so what is that? Meaning, of course, you know, providing, protecting, but providing what? Providing discipline, providing true leadership, providing true guidance, true protection under the scriptures, under the guidelines of the scriptures. According to, you know, Sirach. The scriptures say that the man is the hedge of the household. What is a hedge used for? A hedge is used for protection. A hedge is used to protect the plant. And so a man being that hedge, we're, prote we're that protection for that plant. What is that plant? The wife and the children. And it says where, the, where no hedge is, the possession is spoiled. What does that mean? Meaning anything could come in and, you know, rob this possession, this flower. And so us being men of the most high, we can't allow that. We can't condone, you know, anything getting past that that first line of defense we can't allow that and so what am i trying to address is that us we have to step into that position of leadership in true leadership we have to step into that position of guidance of 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 of, of true love not love as in word but love as in deed under the you know with thus saith the lord if we're operating under love meaning christ said if you love me keep my commandments meaning we're applying these commandments of what christ told us to do that's true love. If I love my wife, then I'm a, you know, moving away of, you know, teaching and guiding my wife. If I love my kids, I'm a provide and make sure my kids have food, that they have a shelter, that they have some place to stay, that they have a level of understanding and they know the direction in which we're headed. And so, you know, the same thing for, you know, the, for the wives. The scriptures say in the book and actually in the book of Ephesians. Verse 22, it says, wives, uh, chapter five, uh, five and verse 22, it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in everything. And so, you know, just imagine me just visualizing things because I'm a, I'm a visionary. I start I like to think about these things of my people in a better condition. You know, seeing, you know, my brothers in a better condition, seeing the sisters in a better condition and seeing the youth, seeing the children in a better condition under righteousness. And so, you know, applying this chapter alone, what Paul is addressing, uh, you know, how the men are supposed to you know, operate, how the women, the wives are supposed to operate, how the children are supposed to operate. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, beginning Christ, I mean, uh, Paul is letting me know, like, look, men, love your wives. You know what I'm saying? As Christ loved the church. 
And so now we got to think about certain things like this. And this is uh, I'm referencing chapter five, verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So he's saying, men, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, we got to ask ourselves as brothers, how did how much did Christ love the church? Well, he loved the church so much and so much he gave his life for it. He gave his life for the protection of the church, to protect the protection of his people. And so that's how us men have to operate when we have families. We have to move in a, in a manner that nothing is going to bring harm to my wife, to my children. I'm that first line of defense. And so that's how much, you know, love that we have to have for, you know, our children. Love and, 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 uh, and excuse me, how much love we have to have for our wives. Being that first line of protection, that line of defense, that line of uh, provision, providing for our people, providing for our women, providing for our children, our offspring. And so, you know, that's what Christ is letting it be known. It's like, look, you know, just as Christ loved the church is the same way a man should love his wife. And the same thing goes for a wife, meaning he says in verse uh, 22, it says to submit yourselves to your husband. What does it mean to submit? Because it's also it often gets a negative connotation when, you know, women are told, you know, to submit to their husband and to submit to a man. Like, oh, you're weak and all these type of things. But how is that, you know, weak when this man is following with us, saith the Lord, he's following what Christ says. This man is operating out of love. This man is operating out of vision, out of compassion, out of, you know, out of, uh, you know, productivity, out of ambition. You know what I'm saying? Out of righteousness. And so how can that, you know, as a, as a woman, how can a woman be weak when submitting to a man that submits to Christ? You know what I'm saying? There's power in that. And so when brothers and sisters come together under uh, true unity, under true love, under true the guidelines of what thus saith the Lord and what Christ commanded our people to do, there's power in our household. There's power in, in our nation. And so, you know, I'm just, me, I'm kind of fed up with the negativity that's being you know portrayed within our community the negativity that's being portrayed within our nation where they always try to keep us at odds with one another they always try to keep you know the black woman against the black man the black man against the black woman and even if not that they have the children against the the parents the parents against the children there's nothing but chaos within our community and i know that we can do a lot better i know that we can improve I know that we don't have to continuously perpetuate the negativity that's being circulated or, you know, being forced to us um, when, you know, we can apply with us at the Lord. When we apply these principles, that's where, you know, prosperity comes from. That's where the peace of mind comes from. A brother shouldn't have to come home from, you know, the chaos already, you know, going against the world. The world already hates us. And we got to come home and be at odds against our, our family, our wives, be at odds against our children. You know what I'm saying? That's not how it works. Same thing, vice versa. Um, we we just shouldn't. It shouldn't be a war within our community. It shouldn't be a war of us among each other. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why when we go back to Ephesians chapter four, it says um, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So Ephesians four and verse twenty two, it's meaning that we put we get rid of. We got to get rid of that old man. For sisters, you got to get rid of that old woman. You know what I'm saying? What is that old man and that old woman? Meaning that 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 corruptible manner, the corruptible thought process, the the corruptible 
demeanor, everything about, you know, the way we've been moving, we have to change it. You know what I'm saying? First, let's go to um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Um, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye, uh, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Meaning we got to change our thought process. We have to change the way we function, change the way we think, change the way we move and operate. And then we come under the guidelines of what thus saith the Lord. Meaning we're here to prove ourselves, prove ourselves worthy to the most high, prove ourselves acceptable to the will of the most high. You know what I'm saying? And so how do we do that? It's by the simple things of how a, a woman treats her husband and how a man treats his wife and how a man protects his children, how a man protects his wife, so on and so forth. And so these are the simple things of how we prove ourselves worthy to the most high. It's how we operate and function among our people. You know what I'm saying? What did Christ say with the great the two great commandments? Meaning, love the most high with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and love thy neighbor as thine own self. Now, it says all the law hangs on these two commandments. Why is that? Because if I love my brother, a brother, your brother's not gonna commit adultery because he loves his brother. If you love your brother, you're not going to rob from your brother. You're not going to kill your brother. You're not going to do anything contrary to your brother because you love your brother. Same as you love yourself and you wouldn't want these things to happen to you. Same thing goes for the way we treat the most high. If we love the most high, we're not going to commit transgression. We're not going to sin. We're not going to go contrary to the most high. We're going to apply what thus saith the Lord. We're going to apply what the most high told us to do. So that's why it says all the law hangs on these two things. And if we apply these two particular commandments, our, our nation will be at peace. You know what I'm saying? We, when we keep the commandments, the most high fights our battles for us. So we wouldn't have to worry about police brutality. We wouldn't have to worry about, you know, other nations coming to our community and reaping the benefits and leaving our community in destitute, but, you know, benefiting their own communities. When our community would be thriving because the most high is with us. All of these things, you know, we have to listen. I mean, we have to, uh, you know, observe and apply. And that's how we'll begin to thrive. That's how we'll begin to, you know, be on high. And, you know, and our people will be, you know, prosperous. The book of Joshua, chapter one, verse eight says, meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So where does prosperity and success come from? It comes from applying these particular principles. It comes from applying what thus saith the Lord. It comes from applying, you know, uh, the business principles. The Bible speaks about diligence. The Bible speaks about you know um, how to how to operate when you have money, how to operate when you have wealth, how to accumulate wealth. The scriptures talk about how to uh, um, how to save. You know what I'm saying? The scriptures talk about um, how to remain humble when you're at the top, how to thrive when you're you're at the bottom, how to thrive when you're at the top, how to remain patient. You know, in any condition that you're in, no matter what circumstance that we find ourselves in, the Bible has the answer to get ourselves out of that negative circumstance. But it's important that we apply these principles and that's where we begin to thrive. That's why it says meditate day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. You know what I'm saying? We can't pick and choose, but we apply with us saith the Lord and that's how we begin to thrive. I hear a lot of talk on, you know, women saying that they desire a, a righteous husband or a good man and so on and so forth. Well, sisters have to make sure that they're a righteous woman, that they are abiding under the guidelines of what they have to do in order to attain whatever it is that they desire. You know what I'm saying? Same thing goes for men. If a man wants a, a man wants a good woman, you got to be a good man in order to attain that righteous woman, in order to attain that uh that righteous sister. 
And so it's all about self-reflection. It's all about um, self-correction, us improving ourselves, us, you know, eliminating the negativity from ourselves and improving. Where it says in verse uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, it says, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we have to put on that new man. For sisters, you got to put on that new woman. Under what? Under the most high. And it says in righteousness and true holiness. So what is righteousness? Applying these scriptures, applying what thus saith the Lord. What is holiness? Meaning sanctified, clean, set apart. How do you do that? Well, you're doing everything that's contrary to what this world is doing. This world is wicked. This world is corrupt. This world is put putting out negativity. This world is putting out everything contrary to the scriptures. So in order for you to be set apart, you got to apply what thus saith the Lord. Apply these principles. That's how we, we cleanse ourselves. That's how we um, separate ourselves from that old man. Separate uh, for sisters to separ uh, separate themselves from that old woman. And um, it says, um, verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Meaning we're all one another. We all comprise one body. You know what I'm saying? We're all... Uh, 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 are, are you know the same nation We're the same people With us save the Lord And so we have to treat each other like that We can't be looking at our brothers like they're the enemy I can't look at my sister like she's the enemy For, for sisters to go around gossiping And hating on each other For brothers to go around and be jealous of one another And put, pulling each other down Trying to get rid of That's contrary to what the scriptures say And in order for our people to, to thrive It's important that we come together Because you're not going to get this stuff alone you know what I'm saying? The world teaches um, individualism. America teaches individualism in this this capitalistic society. Uh, society. Oh, I got mine. I don't know about you, but yeah, you got to get yours. So on. like, what? That's not how a nation thrives. That's not how a nation is 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 going to be able to uh, to to sustain itself when everybody is worried about themselves. It says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So in order for our nation to thrive, in order for our people to, to get back into the position in which we're supposed to be, is meaning we have to unify. You know what I'm saying? We have to come together. We have to come together. Let's read. Uh, the scripture later but the scriptures say how beautiful and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity you know what i'm saying that's a very beautiful thing for our people to come together in unity you know what i'm saying not in negativity not in gossip not in destruction not in chaos not in negativity not in in he say she say and and, and gang banging and all this type of nah scriptures say to come together in unity you know what i'm saying in unison and love and charity you know what i'm saying in alms and all of these things Us looking out for one another Looking out for the poor Looking out for the less fortunate Looking out for the people that don't have what we have You know what I'm saying That's how a nation is, is, is built You know what I'm saying When somebody doesn't have something you have You're like hey Everybody eats You know what I'm saying Like 
Like Ace, you know what I'm saying? Everybody eats, big. You know what I'm saying? You may not have came up the same way I came up, but I'm gonna ensure that you're gonna at least, you know, have something. I'm gonna ensure that you, you know, we all doing good because we're the same nation, we're the same people. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You know what I'm saying? You're my people, you're my kinsmen, you're my kinfolk. And so, you know, um, these are the things that, you know, I just wanted to address um, to just speak on because it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one. But I'm I'm tired of our people pulling each other down, pulling our people apart, um, breaking each other down with all of this negativity that's going on. It's just too much. It's just way too much. It's it's kind of unbearable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, to to see so much chaos and for us to just act like it's normal. You know what I'm saying? For us to really treat this negativity as if it's just the normal thing for black men and black women to be against each other like that. You know what I'm saying? Where you see all these posts on Instagram like, dang, is this really how we behave? Is this really how the, the normal thing and, and what we we fail susceptible to? You know what I'm saying? Where we are at odds against each other in every level. You know what I'm saying? Where we become enemies. You know what I'm saying? When the scriptures say a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. What does it mean cleave? Meaning to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? Not be divided, not to be separated, not to be at odds against each other. But nah, we're supposed to cleave, meaning he ain't even letting her go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be, uh, it says uh, uh, they should come together and be one flesh. You know what I'm saying? All your your, your habits, she picks up, All you know, vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Y'all come up and, and the goal is to improve. The goal is to elevate and, you know, pick up the slack. Where uh, the wife falls short, the husband picks up the slack and be like, hey, you know, let's do that. And then the, the wife might be able to pick out certain things the husband needs to work on. And that's how, you know, that bond is formed. Not for us to pull each other apart off of our flaws, but to work on our flaws and improve. That way we can come together and become one one body. You know what I'm saying? And we can move and dominate like, the you know, with us save the Lord. So um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So your labor is not in vain. Um, you know, I'm encouraged. This is just words of encouragement for my people to con continue to press on, to endure, to keep going, to, you know, what the scriptures say be unmovable. Meaning don't allow anything to knock you off your course. Don't allow anything to knock you off your 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 balance. And to remain on that straight and narrow path till we get to that finish line, which is the kingdom. And you need your nation. You know what I'm saying? You need your people. It says, you know, two is better than one. And three is even better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Three as in, you know, a nation, us, us, us as a body. You know what I'm saying? When, when brothers come together, that's a beautiful thing. When sisters are unified. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm tired of seeing sisters against each other. I'm tired of seeing brothers against each other. When we come together, that is a beautiful thing in the eyes of the Most High in Christ. That's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, we can't negate these things. We can't look past these things. We have to acknowledge these things. This is beautiful. And so, you know, um, let's go to just go to.
go back to the book of first Corinthians excuse me Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14 It says That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro And carried about with every wind of doctrine By the slight of men And cunning craftiness Whereby they lie in wait to deceive And so You know These are the things that I wanted to address to my people That you know We just It's important that we come together It's important that we do things decently and in order it's important that we come under the guidelines of what thus said the Lord under the scriptures of what the Most High in Christ commanded our people to do. Because, you know, just observing the news, observing the just the animosity, it's way it's just way too much animosity. I don't know. I mean, I I prefer, you know, our people to uplift each other. I prefer our people to build each other up. I prefer my people to look out for one another, to if a brother falls short. That a brother gives that brother advice If a sister falls short That that sister gives that sister advice Rather than, you know, while hitting, you know Knocking a man while he's already down You know what I'm saying? We do we face way too much as a nation You know what I'm saying? We face way too much as a nation To be at odds against each other as well You know what I'm saying? We face way For, for brothers to go through what they go through And to be at odds with their, their women That's way too much For sisters to go through what they go through And to be at odds against their men that's, it's just way too much So let's at least ease the peace among each other You know what I'm saying Let's bring some peace among each other and, and begin to unify Let's, you know, come together as a nation And look out, you know Under the guidelines of what the Most High told us to do And so, you know um, Give me one second Book of Psalms. Just give me one second, one moment. Nonetheless, let's go back to, um, you know, just finishing off in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. It says, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You know what I'm saying? Let's get rid of the negativity. Let's get rid of the foolishness. 
Let's get rid of that old man persistence. Get rid of that old woman. Let's come together. Let's unify as a nation. And let's just do the right thing under the guidelines of what thus saith the Lord. Um, let's look out for one another, uh, one another. Let's just bring out righteous acts. So all of this, just want to say our praise to the Most High. And with that, I'm going to say shalom.